You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. The world's in a bit of a panic right now, governance-wise. World leaders, they're shaken. The markets are unstable. No one knows what's going to happen next. See, Jack, why do you bring this up? Because the Bible tells us that at a time when there's economic instability and wars and rumors of wars, this Antichrist character will come onto the world scene. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. How about we let the Bible talk to us? Let's have the Bible teach us. Nobody knows when the rapture is going to take place, the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. But watch this. Watch my hands because I lack the skills to communicate it. I have to use. If your fingers can walk through the yellow pages, then I can show you this. Okay, watch this. When Jesus Christ comes for the church, the day of the Lord Jesus Christ... When he takes us up, in that instant, the day of the Lord begins. And how long is that? As soon as the rapture takes place, the day of the Lord begins. And it goes all the way through the seven years. It goes all the way through the second coming of Christ. And it goes all the way through the millennium. It's called the day of the Lord. In fact, the day of the Lord doesn't end until the day of God begins, which is in Revelation chapter 22. Keep that in mind. What triggers the day of the Lord? The rapture. That's the day of Christ when he comes for his people. The moment that happens. Now, we don't know. Does the tribulation period start five minutes after that? Does the Antichrist pop up two minutes later or two months or two years? We don't know. We just know this, that the hope of you going to heaven now through Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior Knowing the gospel, that he died on the cross for your sins because he loves you, but he asks of you, he won't make you, he asks of you to repent of the sins, my sins, your sins, that put him on the cross and become a follower of his. The Bible makes it very clear that when that opportunity is exhausted for this age, there'll be a time of tribulation that comes upon the earth. You mean, wait a minute, can't I accept the Lord after the rapture? Apparently not. Not if you know it. Can you tell me the gospel? 
If you can tell me the gospel, then you're not going to have a second chance. If you don't know the gospel, you'll have a chance. And that's terrifying. He will send them strong delusion that would not receive the love of the truth. Very powerful statement. We're talking about the day of the Lord. Malachi chapter 4, verse 1. Malachi 4, 1 says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, and all the proud, yes, all who do wickedly, will be stubble. And the day which is coming shall burn them up. Thus says the Lord of hosts, that will leave them neither root nor branch, but to you who fear my name, the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings, and you shall go out. This is speaking about the millennial period to come that brings the, the start of that millennium at the end of the tribulation period. He says here, that will grow fat like stall-fed calves. You shall tramp, uh, trample the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day that I do this, says the Lord of hosts, remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded him in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you, listen, he's talking to Israel. I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. The signs of the coming Antichrist. Isaiah chapter 13, verse nine. For uh, behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel with both wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate, and he will destroy its sinners from it. The day of the Lord. You don't want to be involved in the day of the Lord, friends. You want to be in heaven. <laughs> Jeremiah 30, verse 7. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it, and it is the time of Jacob's trouble. Anybody know another name for Jacob? Israel. A time of Israel's trouble. The seven years is God refocusing on Israel. Thus says the Lord of hosts, that I will break his yoke from your neck and I will burst your bonds. Foreigners shall no more enslave them. Speaking of the Jew, verse nine. But they shall serve the Lord their God. And this is amazing. David, their king, whom I will raise up. It's resurrect. It's amazing. Listen, this is the book of Jeremiah. David had already been dead. Isn't that wild? David's going to get resurrected. Watch this. Verse 10, Therefore do not fear, O my servant Jacob, says the Lord, nor be dismayed, O Israel, for behold, I will save you from afar and your seed from the land of their captivity. Jacob shall return, have rest and be quiet, and no one shall make him afraid. That's all about the second coming of Christ, establishing his kingdom, and Israel is the issue. Can you just remember that? Regarding the seven years, it's not about the church. It's about Israel. So important. It's so defining and clear, but you would not know that if you don't know the Old Testament. It's very important. In verse 9 of 2 Thessalonians 2, right there, it says that the coming of the lawless one, this antichrist figure, this person, he's a human, 
But it says that the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and line wonders. Church, remember this. The deception that Satan is bringing through this global politician, he will have miraculous powers to uh, speak and to say and to do that will absolutely shake the world's foundations in the sense of this guy is the greatest thing that's ever been. He is the Messiah. This guy is the answer to all of our needs. And he's going to look amazing, so to speak, early on. Now, 1 Thessalonians, when Paul wrote to them, listen to this. This is beautiful. So this actually applies more to you and I than anything else. 1 Thessalonians chapter, change it. There you go. Five, but concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, that's you and I, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. The day of the Lord is not a good time. Watch this. So comes as a thief in the night, verse three, for when they say, not you, when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. As labor pains upon a pregnant woman, they shall not escape. I find that fascinating. Hold that up there for a second. I find that fascinating because if you might want to write down in your margins, Luke 21, 36 tells us that we shall escape. We. It says that we will escape all those things that are coming upon the earth and we will stand before the Son of Man. It actually uses the word escape. What are we living for right now? To do what God wants us to do. But at the same time, we're living in a way ready to meet him. But you, brethren, are not in darkness so that this day should overtake you as a thief. He's announcing that if you know the word of God and you've got the Bible open and you're looking at the headline news and you're going to let the Bible speak to you instead of some pastor, priest, or pope, let the Bible talk to you. You'll be fine. You'll be completely fine. So, Back to 2 Thessalonians now, chapter 2. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you not to be soon shaken. Don't be upset, you guys, in mind or troubled either by spirit, word, or letter, as if from us as though the day of Christ had come. You didn't miss the rapture. We are not in the time of the Lord's day when all this stuff's going to be happening. You didn't miss it. You've been lied to. That's what he's warning them. And again, I stress, if they didn't expect to be delivered, then why are they concerned and worried? Very, very cool. So here we go. Signs of his coming, the Antichrist, that is, number one, is the destabilization among the nations. Ask yourself, mark it down, are the nations of the world today, on a global scale, destabilizing? Now, I don't know how many news gurus, freaks we have in this place, but I understand that. People say, I haven't watched the news in years. Yeah, I wish I were like you. I don't want to watch it either, but I feel like I owe it to you to know it. And so, the world is really hurting right now. The, the globe is destabilizing on a, on a scene never before experienced before. In a, in a post-COVID world, global economies are so messed up. 
By the way, are you watching right now the next wave, the next wave from the result of being shut down as an economy? Have you noticed some of the stores in your nation, in this nation, are closing down now? Now, the, the, the numbers, they've run out of the PPP money. Wait, no, PP, which one? What PP is it? Which one? There's the, you know the money that was, the money's run out, but their but they're, they're inability to get back to business. They didn't recover. Be it bad management, be it whatever, we don't know. But they're closing down. That's not just here, it's around the world. And that adds to destabilizing factors. It's remarkable. In Luke chapter 21, verse 25, now look, this is a verse regarding the tribulation period. But how much does it sound like today? Jesus said there will be signs in the sun and the moon. Now that's not exactly happening unless there's another Chinese balloon outside right now. But <laughs> And in the stars and on earth, here it comes, distress of nations. The word distress of nations means uh, unable to keep it together. I find that fascinating because the world wants to come together. We have to unite. Let's unite. Well, they're falling apart. And the next word, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, speaking about just tumultuous times. That word perplexing means having no ability to bring it together or that which is just being lost. The world's in a bit of a panic right now. Governance-wise, world leaders, they're shaken. The markets are unstable. No one knows what's going to happen next. See, Jack, why do you bring this up? Because the Bible tells us that at a time when there's economic instability and wars and rumors of wars, this antichrist character will come onto the world scene. And I'll submit to you today that the world is pretty leaderless right now. The second thing is, Increasing natural disasters. The Bible said there'd be an increase in natural disasters. Matthew chapter 24, again, the Olivet Discourse. So what does that mean? Jesus speaking to the disciples about the time of the end in relation to Israel. Matthew 24. And there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes. All of it means, by the way, unusual. Increasing earthquakes. Increasing pestilence. A pestilence is incurable diseases, uh, incurable uh, viruses, incurable sicknesses. They can't, we can't stop them. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? This is 2,000 years old. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, seven years at its end, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven, the atmosphere. Can you imagine? Wow. Now look, everybody, you said, man, I just, I'm visiting here today. I'm freaking out. This is like blowing my mind. Hey, you don't have to see any of this stuff. You don't have to see any of this. This is going to be seen by either A, tribulation believers who come to faith during the tribulation period, those remnant of Israel who believe are the unbelieving, not the church, not the church. 
and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man, that's a name for Christ from the book of Luke, will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, all people who are non-believers will mourn and when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. They're not happy about it. It's the day of the Lord. They're freaking out. And he will send his angels with a great shout of a sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. That's not the rapture. He's going to return. Christ is physically returning the world that doesn't believe in him will be angry at the one they don't believe. By the way, that always cracks me up about atheists. They, they get, they're so angry at God, and they say, I don't believe in God. Well, what are, you so, what are you so angry about? Well, look how messed up the world is. Okay. If you don't believe in God, what are you so upset about? What are you, you're blaming him about everything. You don't even believe in him. That's a weird, re, inverted way of having faith, isn't it? When all this is taking place and Jesus returns, he's going to gather together his elect. That's not the church. It's all the saints, that is all the believers who are on earth, who are still alive at his second coming. But if you are into replacement theology, you've always been taught that that's the church. See, we have to go through the tribulation period because look where we're at. This is where we end up right here. That's us. It's not us. Old Testament saints wear robes. White ones. Tribulation saints wear robes. White ones. Israel redeemed. White robes. Told you this last week. The church is the only group mentioned in the Bible that wears fine white linen, clean and bright. Why? She's the bride of Christ. The Bible says the church is the bride of Christ. That's pretty exciting. I mean, I'm not... It's just amazing how God's going to set that up. All, even us guys are going to say... Put on the dress. Let's do this. <laughs> For this, I'll do it. For this. Increasing disasters, natural disasters. A world coming apart seemingly with no healing. But there's one coming that will heal. His name is Jesus. He'll set it straight. Number three, listen, signs of the coming Antichrist is a time of wars and rumors of wars. So this week, Israel announced that they will probably be at, in full-scale war within a matter of weeks, could be as long as a month from right now, from last middle of last week. Did you all hear that? Israel, they're surrounded right now. Rockets are pointing from Lebanon, Syria, Persia, or Iran, and down south from the Houthis, all pointed at Israel. And the Bible says there's a time that this man will come onto the world scene and broker peace, because obviously it's going to be needed. Matthew chapter 24, verse 3. Now as he sat, Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives. This is the Olivet Discourse. The disciples came to him privately, saying to him, listen, three things, three questions. Number one, tell us, when will these things be? Number two. What would be the sign of your coming? And number three, the end of the age or the end of the world. And Jesus answered and said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name 
saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Listen to this. See that you're not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For all these are the beginning of sorrows. Did you see why I mentioned stage setting earlier? Like the, like the events of the world are being put up on a stage in a way, or things are put into position. If we're starting to see this stuff now, and if Jesus is gonna come before the Antichrist is revealed, are you ready to meet him today? This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities are listener supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.